Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 27 The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and foes, they shall stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise up against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord that will I seek after, to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in her temple. For she will hide me in her shelter in the day of trouble. She will conceal me under the cover of her tent. She will set me high on a rock. Now my head is lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in her tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. Come, my heart says, seek her face. Your face, Lord, do I seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger, you who have been my help. Do not cast me off. Do not forsake me, O God of my salvation. If my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Do not give me up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they are breathing out violence. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Isaiah Chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. On that day, the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the land shall be the pride and glory of the survivors of Israel. Whoever is left in Zion and remains in Jerusalem will be called holy. Everyone who has been recorded for life in Jerusalem, once the Lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and cleansed the bloodstains of Jerusalem from its midst, by a spirit of judgment and by a spirit of burning. Then the Lord will create over the whole side of Mount Zion and over its places of assembly a cloud by day and, a, and smoke and the shining of a flaming fire by night. Indeed, over all the glory there will be a canopy. It will serve as a pavilion, a shade by day from the heat, and a refuge and a shelter from the storm and rain. Acts chapter 11, verses 1 through 18. Now the apostles and believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying, Why did you go to uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain it to them, step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa, praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, 
being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. As I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, By no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time the voice answered from heaven, What God has made clean you must not call profane. This happened three times. Then everything was pulled up again to heaven. At that very moment, three men sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to go with them and not to make a distinction between them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel standing in his house and say, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? When they heard this, they were silenced, and they praised God, saying, Then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. Good morning, and welcome to the second Tuesday of Advent. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from Iamsville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 27, Isaiah 4, and Acts 11. And um, for those that are not uh, the most uh, rabid, voracious readers of the Bible and commentaries and shit like that, um, Acts 11 follows Acts 10. I don't know if you knew that. But Acts 10 is um, is the, the key, the, the prequel to what Peter's talking about. And he it's it's kind of a big deal. Um, it, so when you think about it, what made Jews Jews um, in the first century was their their dietary restrictions. Um, well, I'll, I'll say in the eyes of Romans, the things that set them apart, that made them holy, was their dietary restrictions. You can't see, you know, that someone's circumcised, you just have to kind of take it at their word. Um, but... Uh, not every, not all Jews uh, maintain the really strict like uh, dress codes. Uh, not everybody looked like you know they were in the Sanhedrin, but you could tell a Jew if they did not eat the same way and the same things that that you did as a Roman, as a Gentile. Um, and so that's a big deal. Um, if you are, if you're, you know, you're kind of garden variety Jew and. You know, you're kind of upset at Rome, but like you're not about to like start a civil war or anything. Um, you probably obey the dietary restrictions. You you recognize that they're kind of a big deal. It's what makes you a Jew in the eyes of many Romans. You may they don't know Abraham and all that stuff. So for someone to come along, a fisherman, and say, um, "Yeah, we don't have to do that anymore," that's really a big deal. Um, and I even think every time I read this, I, I think of Peter, um, and like he's really going for it. Like whatever you know, 
whatever doubts he might have had or something like he's all in on this on on this thing that we're calling the holy spirit that in layman's terms in the most vulgar way it's like it can just be a sense like it's, it's not like it's not always an angel with a little halo and wings and a harp coming down and being like hey 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 you this is this is what is going on this is what you're going to do Sometimes maybe that happens, but that's not always it. That's not the spirit. Um, so he has this dream, um, and he's told to go not to just any house, not to just some rando on the street, but to a Roman military commander by the name of Cornelius. Um, and Cornelius, if he was a commander and he was in Rome, he's possibly the commander of the temple guard at uh, uh Fort Antonia at the temple itself, or maybe another nearby fort. Um, but he's, you know, he's an officer, um, and this officer um, is also given this dream, where he's told to find this guy, Simon, called Peter, and tell him, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so Cornelius ends up being baptized. I'm writing. I was looking into this because I'm part of my chapter, part of my work on God is a Grunt. My next book um, gets into um, confession and different traditions. And one of them is um, baptism and circumcision. You know, the circumcision, if you think about it, it's it seems like the central thing in Judaism. Uh, but news alert, um, women were Jews too. Um, so was not true that to be a Jew you had to be circumcised because women are Jews, women can't be circumcised. It was true and is true that the other ceremony that you performed that didn't get talked about as much is called a mikvah. That's a ritual bath. So um, the ritual bath, Christ, uh, Jews called mikvahs, Christians call baptism. Um, and so this is a Gentile going through the ritual to make them a Jew. Uh, and then in the eyes of the early, early, early church, uh, a Jewish Christian, because they didn't see themselves as, as separate. And so uh, Acts 10 has this story of, of Peter and Cornelius connecting and kind of unlocking this, this um, dream um, which is a big deal for those Jews who were following Christ, who believe that, that Christ was the Messiah. Um, that what made you distinct before the world is now going away. Um, and in, I want to say Acts 5, the requirement of circumcision on men was done away with. Um, so it's it starts looking like Christianity is the great, great equalizing religion. Like men and women are the same, same slave and master are the same. Um, circumcision, you know, women can't do it, and it's only for men. Like, no, no, everybody's equal. Um, and even more than that, Jews are now uh, any dividing wall, like dietary restrictions between Romans or Gentiles and Jews, is also coming down. So you probably look at this with some amount of suspicion a little bit of concern and uh, skepticism that this is <laughs> that this is kosher because it's not 
kosher is no longer kosher. Um, and it's important because the first, you know, person on the other side of that wall um, that um, that benefits from this new um, set of lower restrictions is a soldier, an active duty soldier. Um, and if you're if you're a writer and you want to make a point, you might make hyperbole. You, know, you go for the the most profound logical argument of your of your underlying belief, just to kind of make the greatest leaps that all the others within that are kind of captured in in that in that claim. Um, and so, Roman soldiers were, for many Jews of the time, and even some Christian pacifists today, they are like the furthest that you could go from the 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 core of um, good faith and practice. I suppose um, they and still they still are. They were and are soldiers were and are looked at with contempt. That you know you're doing violence, and if you can't see that that's wrong, then there's something wrong with you. Um, that ignores a whole lot of complexity and nuance, and um, but that's that's the point that if if I want to convince someone, and I want to make it really clear, I make a large the largest logical leap I can. Who are the 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 worst people that we hate the most that God that we need to be reminded that God loves, and that first leap that that um, is made um, by the writers of Acts um, is a Roman commander. And without this Roman commander, Peter wouldn't have gotten this really important um, instruction about what it means now to be uh, a, a person of faith. And this is um, circumcision at the same time was already under debate. Um, so within the world of first century Judaism, this restriction, dietary restrictions, to, to say that those are no longer required that is the biggest break, the biggest early break with Judaism that we see. A much later, it becomes a practical break because you can no longer sacrifice in a temple after it's destroyed in 70 AD. Um, but this is the first moment when Jesus's movement um, makes a pretty profound departure from mainstream Judaism by saying, "My the Jews who follow me don't have to participate in dietary restrictions. Oh, and at the same time, we're going to now start um, bringing in a whole lot more Gentiles. Now, and not just any Gentiles, not you know the people that we think are cool and our best friends and our token minorities. We're going to bring in the worst of the worst. Um, some people think prostitutes are the worst. Other people think soldiers are the worst. And that's what we're going to do. Um, and so uh, it's it, Acts 11 describes the you know lays the foundation for this significant departure from Judaism and it's premised upon this interaction that Paul I'm sorry Peter has with Cornelius the centurion um, and he describes um, all of uh, what happens and Peter says essentially like this is kind of weird this is a big deal but like I remembered um, that at the beginning which is Pentecost I remembered the word of the Lord and how he had said, John baptized with water, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I'm sorry, in the beginning, it's um, the the gift that 
was given to them, the Holy Spirit, that's Pentecost. The beginning is John the Baptist paving the way for Jesus, and Jesus saying, you baptize with water, now you'll be baptized by the Holy Spirit. I say that because it's like, it's, it, it still seems ludicrous to me, even as I think about, it. like, if, if I were Peter, I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd try this, uh, but, um, you know, God gives the reins to people, um, to the body of Christ, and this is what, um, this is the power that we're given to um, break in new new people and build new communities um, and uh, redefine what it means to be a person of good faith, um, not just... Um, not just that benefits us, but that even benefits those people that we aren't quite sure really are people of good faith. Um, and I think that's important because it leaves it up to God, that God gets to decide ultimately who it is that um, really is a quote-unquote good person. Um, and it's a lot more people than, than we often care to, to believe. A Prayer for Our Enemies from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the Father of all, whose Son commanded us to love our enemies, lead them and us from prejudice to truth. Deliver them and us from hatred, cruelty, and revenge. And in your good time, enable us all to stand reconciled before you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, Always family. Semper Familia.